This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out setforlifeinsurance.com. Chances are the locum doc you're signing out to is getting paid 33% more than you are. Throw on top of that, they get to choose when and where they want to work. Look, I also got to tell you about the built-in tax advantages, medical malpractice, travel, housing, all of this being taken care of. So that's why for the past four years, I've practiced full-time as a locum doctor. And you can too. Check out locumstory.com to learn everything you need to know about locum tenants. Again, visit locumstory.com to see if a locum tenants assignment is right for you. All right, and we're back on part two of our interview with Dr. Adara Landry. She is an emergency medicine physician at Brigham and Women's. She's very accomplished. In this episode, we're talking about how she paid off over $200,000 in student loan debt in under three years, and she started in fellowship. Part one, we talked about what and how student loans were so restrictive in her life. We're talking about being able to take risks in her career. We're also talking about her being able to start a family. And now in this part, we're going to get into how she was able to do it. What type of, or to what extent did she go into to pay off this debt? Did she have any mental cracks along the way? Did she have any splurges along the way? Should you follow the student loan schedule that they give you debt versus investing as well as what it's like to make the last payment. And listen, if you are paying your student loans off right now or you are wondering, should you, write to me. Let me know. Um, you can hit me up at Dr. Nee Darko on Instagram or also Dr. Nee at drneedarko.com for email. Always check the bottom of the show notes. There's always a way in which you can get in contact with me. We're all a community here. Let's talk. Let's express ourselves. And let's share what struggles or even highlights that we have in our career. All right, without further ado, let's get into part two of our interview with Dr. Dara Landry. Yeah, there's it's actually like the small things really add up. For instance, mm-hmm. like um, walking versus taking Uber, Uber pool versus, you know, taking Uber X or something like the XL or whatever, like those small things really add up or, you know, buying, um, everything, everything literally on sale or clearance that like, I wouldn't buy anything full price. And I, and I barely bought stuff to begin with mm-hmm. his parents like to give money for like birthdays or whatever. Like that money went straight to student loans, mm-hmm. um, bringing, bringing lunch to work instead of buying lunch. Um, a lot of attendings I worked with would like after their shifts go out and like treat everyone for like dinner or drinks and those sorts of things. <laughs> like I was not doing that. I was like, I'm I so you. sorry. Yeah. I have a mission. Yeah. And I, and like, I was like, this is my mission. And you know, I'm happy. Oh, to so, treat- you, so, you, so you would tell people about it. Oh, everyone. I mean, I think people, most people know, who know me know that this was, cause it was like, it's really hard to like, people are like, like, why, why are you so cheap? Right, but, like, right. you know, and so it wasn't, it was just that I really had this Im- incredibly ambitious goal and I really wanted to achieve it. Yeah. And, and, and I felt like with each payment, I felt this huge sense of like satisfaction that I'm able to accomplish something that was a, a huge psychological burden and a huge stressor for me at the, at the outset and at the, the onset. And I was like, I, I know that I, will be so relieved when I'm able to achieve this goal. So it was almost just like forgetting about distractions. just like any other goal in life. You're studying for the step three exam. You're like, 
I can't go out because I have to study for this exam. For me, it was like, I can't do all this extravagant spending because I have this like very tight budget. And I know once it's done, like I will feel free and then I can do all these other things without guilt. So in, in terms of uh, relationship dynamics, whose debt was it? Like, did y'all look at it as that's your debt or was it, <laughs> or was it like our debt? And be honest. So, um, I think it was a combo depending on the conversation. Or like, how much it was. I would say it was like, <laughs> when it was like $10,000, yo, listen, honey, our debt. Like, wait, yeah. what were you, when were you? <laughs> I think also depends on like when we were in our relationship, where we were. Cause I definitely before marriage, he was really worried about how much I had. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, he had no debt. You know, he was a PhD student. His parents paid off of, paid his college like in real time. Mm-hmm. And so he has never had debt. But for me, I, you know, that was the opposite. And, um, I treated it like it was my burden though, in, in some ways. Like I, I didn't ask him to ask his, his parents for money. I didn't ask any of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was my debt. And so, um, but I would say in, in that, in, in the regard of how we lived, we lived like it was our debt because I lived off of his income and he was gotcha. never, ever complaining of that. Gotcha. Um, and so we, I think it just depended on the conversation we were having. For me, it was like, I have to pay this off. I hate having student loans. Not like, I hate that we have student loans. It was never like that. You ever found yourself being like compulsive about it? Like obsessive about it? No, I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I I bet to someone who's listening to this, they might say this is crazy. But to me, it was just like how someone else might be hyper-driven for a particular goal. Like I, for me, I, I was and you know, I would pick up shifts that that's the, that's the thing is that like, it does require you to physically exert yourself. If you're, if you're working for the money, Trading like for time me. for dollars, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's really easy to do this when you don't have kids. Yeah. Like I, I could never look at someone who has three kids and be like, you just need to work more. Like that would mm-hmm. never be, that would be insensitive. But for me, I was, I didn't have any kids and my husband was so busy because he was working really hard at, and, and, and as long as I didn't work shifts that were like overnights and weekends, like he was totally fine with it. Like if I was, if I was working a business hour shift and he's at work anyway, like then it worked out perfectly. So what I did was, so this is how it works. When I was a fellow, most of us, because we're fellows, we were getting scheduled for like five, five to two, two AM or three to midnight shifts. And so um, I had, you know, um, many of my, weekend or my weekdays were free. So I would like stack my classes and my shifts on like those two days a week. And then the other three days of the business week, I would try to moonlight at this particular place. And I would try to keep it so that we weren't missing each other too much. Mm. So I would take like a nine, a nine to whatever, five or type shift. Ten to, I, think they, I think they had a 10 to eight. So it wasn't so bad because I could see them in the morning. We come home, have dinner or those sorts of things. And I would take a lot of those shifts and to me, it was just like extending residency for a bit, but I was getting paid and I was paying off my loan. So it was, it was worth it. Mm. Now, did you guys, um, so while you were living off of, or sorry, when you guys were living off of his salary, did you guys budget at all? Or was it just, you kind of, were you doing mental math or were you guys like a hardcore, this is our budget, everything else is going straight to student loans? You know, we're, we don't live like extravagant lifestyles even now. Like we're okay, pretty so, low key. Gotcha. So we, you know, we, we still do all the minimums. Like we, um, right now we still do our, like I do my 403B, he does his 401k, we do our Roth. Um, and then now we've done now our 529, which is our, um, for our kids college fund. 
Um, and then I would say, so aside from that, like the rest of it just really just stays in like savings and or like um, stocks, depending on like the market um, that we'll, we'll invest in. And so we don't like, we, we, like, we don't own a boat. We don't travel to Paris. I don't have like fancy clothes or those sorts of things. Like we, we pretty much save um, a good chunk of our salaries. And this patient is just waiting for PT before being discharged. Cool. Thanks so much for the sign out. No problem. And I head back to my hotel to check out before going to the airport. Airport? Where are you going? New Zealand for a month. Wait, for a month? How'd you swing vacation for a month? I'm a locum sock, so I go on vacation all the time for however long I want. You know what? I've heard of locums docs. Tell me more about this. Yeah, so with locums, my medical malpractice, travel, and housing is all covered, not to mention all the tax benefits. And low-key, I'm probably getting paid at least 33% more than you are right now. Wait, what? (laughs) To learn more about locum tenants, check out locumstory.com. That's locumstory.com. Now, what about so for daycare? Um, what about when yeah, daycare is no joke? <laughs> what about um, the whole notion of when you were a fellow and then as an early attending, you're paying off this debt? Did you save at all? Did you invest at all during that same time? We did. Um, we did. I think so. Saving was tough as a fellow. We our 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 savings account was pretty flat. I would say we hovered around the same. I can't remember how much it was at the time, but our savings wasn't budging. We just had pretty much had an emergency fund, mm-hmm. and then we would have enough money for like, you know, um, obviously the the th- the thing the things I mentioned earlier, like the fourth three B, the Roth. We always prioritize that, which is something that maybe we can discuss, which is like retirement versus student loans. Because to me, it was a matter of like, I wanted to really make sure that my retirement was taken care of first before student loans because of all the growth that you will get for those like extra few years can Mm -hmm. be a big difference later. And so once I figured out that, okay, I was able to save for retirement and I had refinanced my loans um, down to, so they were about 6.5, I think it was like 6.7 or something, like 6.7 and like 8.5%. I forget where they exactly were, but they were pretty high interest. So I refinanced them first and then- This is during uh, fellowship? hmm Okay, got you. And I got them down to, I remember when I was like doing the paperwork, they're like, oh, you can refinance down to 2%. But by the time I got through all of the paperwork, it was still like 3.75%. Mm-hmm. It was still, still better than 8%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it yeah. was a little bit like, I don't know how, I don't know how that worked out, but they, it wasn't as low as they told me it was going to be. But I was able to do it so it was like automatic deduction. So you got a little bit extra off per month for the interest. Um, and to me, like that, it, some people might look at that and say, that's a pretty low interest rate. You should just invest. Invest. And so put, you know, if you put it in the stock market, that's a, you're going to get a much higher return over time. But for me, like I said, the financial freedom. Yo, people and, don't go ahead. I, I hear what you're saying. I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, the financial freedom was like well worth it for me. Like the day I paid off my loans, I was like, oh my God, this is the most amazing feeling in the world. And <clears throat> excuse me, I, you know, I, um, I'm in part of all these Facebook groups and listen to blogs and podcasts and things like that. And 
I'm not necessarily pushing for fire, which is financial independence, retire early, retirement early. Um, because I, I, I don't want to necessarily stop working. I just want to be able to control how much I work, when I work and how I work. And so we're pretty, we're, we're pretty far off from financial independence. Um, but I do feel like that we would be able to get there and retire, you know, earlier than let's say like 60s. Cause it's really like medicine's really tough and emergency no, medicine is tough. <laughs> Yo. Yo. So I, I couldn't imagine Yo. working, you know, I, I know there are people who are working full time, but I couldn't imagine working full time from now until 30 years from now mm-hmm. and not burning out. And yeah. And so I think you have to protect yourselves and there are different ways you can do that. Like some people protect themselves by, having a side gig like consulting or uh, they sell some sort of product and, and that's fine. But for me, before I even got there, I was like, I need to take take care of the debt. Yeah. I I definitely feel you on. So I think there's that emotional concept, you know, of like just being debt free that nobody really talks about. And for me, like, I get it, you know, like, so when me and my wife were going through medical school, it was during the time when, when you took out your student loans, there was an opportunity to refinance your student loans or consolidate, excuse me, at 2%, 3%. So the majority of our loans were at 2%, 3%. And then we had uh, uh, private loans, which is what we used to get our MBAs. Those were like, those joints were anywhere between like 8%, 9%, maybe even right. up to 13%. But that was close to like $180,000. You know, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we went through that process. Well, should we, I mean, we, we could get better results if we put it in the stock market, but we were just like, actually, no, like there are just certain things that you just can't quantify. Right. So for us, we wanted to be able to tell people, no, if they wanted us to do extra shifts or if there was something that was a major change in the hospital or something that, you know, we wanted to do, like, we're really passionate about, you know, doing work overseas or what have you. And, you know, it's like, it's not casting shade on anybody, but it was just for us, like the ability for us to say no to things or the ability, like you said, to work when you want to work for me was way more valuable than saying, I'm going to play this, you know, arbitrage game and then invest and then still have all this ton of student loan debt. So I I feel you on that one. I, I definitely got for us. It's just like you said, like just having that monkey off your back, you can't, you can't quantify that, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's actually interesting because the monkey is sort of there before like this, like this, like cloud hangs over people even before they start the process. I I do a lot of mentorship. I love mentoring. I love helping folks. And um, I get a lot of people who are like, I'm really nervous to become a doctor because of all the money it's going to cost and all the time it's going to take to spend uh, paying it off. And, um, you know, that's a big point of discouragement for folks. And so I love being a proof of concept to them as I mentor saying, look, I had the same amount of money that in debt that you're going to have. And I, I paid mine off. I think I was like 33, maybe, maybe almost 34. Um, when I was completely debt-free and you can do it too, you know, it takes a lot of dedication or, or you don't have to do my path. You can do this student loan forgiveness if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But, Oh, I think it's called public student loan forgiveness. Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? I, I think so. But, uh, but it, somebody will let us know. So it's all <laughs> someone will let us know. It just yeah. came to me for a second, but, but, but like you could do that program, you know, if you, um, um, you, 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 you know, if, if that's what makes sense for you. I think that's a really good point. Like you said, you, you end up being, I, I like that. Like you end up being a proof of concept. Cause I know a lot of students, whether they're in high school or college, they get turned off by the, the amount of debt 
And I know definitely there are, even to this day, even on Twitter right now, like you can hear from students who are saying, like, I didn't know the consequences of what would happen, you know, with this debt. And to see you up there as a model, I think is really amazing. It's really awesome. So, well, let me ask this one question. Did you ever at one point crack when you were paying off your debt? Like, yo, why am I doing this? Or I just want to buy some red bottom shoes. (laughs) um, You had to have cracked at one point. By crack, do you mean like like did I mentally crack or did I crack as in I I, I cheated and I and I bought something? Whichever one, <laughs> whichever one that you can look back and be like, yeah, that was funny. Um, I'm trying to think. I think there was a you know. So okay, yes. Here's here's what happened. <laughs> um, I remember wanting to go shopping and my husband. I swear he's the most supportive person on the planet. But uh, he's he he made this comment once when we were shopping that I was like, oh, this is fifty percent off. And he was like, oh, you know, it's better than 50% off, 100% off. And we're not buying it. <laughs> and I was like, we were laughing. It was really, it was a funny moment, but I, n- I have not been, I had, I never was able to forget that line, even though he was saying it as a joke and, and he wouldn't have cared if I bought it. But for like years, I could, I could never get off this, like this free 99 um, free 99 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, the one thing cheaper than 50% is a hundred percent off. Like th- that, I think got to me. I remember one time I really wanted to buy something and, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And I felt really guilty that I spent, it was actually clothing for my daughter from this like very bougie clothing store. Adara, I know. Oh no. And like, <laughs> it was like newborn clothing that she was only going to wear for like a day. Cause you know how kids, kids yeah. grow. I was like, I'm just going to buy it. Cause it's so cute. And I just remember feeling so guilty when I got home because I totally had cheated. And, um, I did not return it, but that was probably one moment where I felt like, yeah. But the amount of money you saved yourself in paying interest, you could you could splurge yeah. doing that, right? Like, come on now, yeah. Right? I definitely splurge. Yo, you you ever you ever put the numbers in a calculator? Like, we put the numbers in a calculator, and we did well if we followed the student loan payoff schedule that Navient had for us. In light of all of our interests, like the amount of interest that we would have paid would have been like close to like $300,000 above yes. what our principal was. I mean, definitely if, if, if you want to get rid of your loans, I think just paying them off, you know, to me, it doesn't make sense unless the, the interest rate is super low, like under 2% to, to pay them off in that fashion um, because of how much extra money you're going to pay plus the psychological burden of owing money. To me, that part doesn't make sense. But I, so to me, there's like a couple options where it's like you pay them off really quickly and just do it. Like you refinance and you do it or you do the public service, public service loan forgiveness. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. Or you do something like that or the repay or, or the pay. Like you do something that's like, there's an advantage to how you're configurating your payments so that you're, yeah. But to me, just like rolling the dice and paying, $3,000 a month for the next 30 years. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so, you know, having a strategy is definitely high yield. And, and, and I favor for those who are able to do it, just the early payoff, because, you know, with such high, high, high burnout rates in medicine and, you know, especially there's, this is like data, like women, women leave medicine. They, they, um, you know, not necessarily altogether, but they cut back on their hours and, um, for various reasons. And so, you know, being able to, to do that under my own uh, control and when I wanted to do that and not feeling guilty about taking some time off and cutting back on my hours for being a mother. Like I was able to do all that. I'm able to do that now. And, and I don't feel guilty at all. Yeah. As, as a guy, definitely there are stressors that you all as women go through that. I can like, we can't, right. you know, 
understand at all, but it's like, it's, it's real stressors and it's unfair, you know, not to mention trying to have a child, but then you think about the amount of income that you lose, right. For your own type of retirement, right. You're you're losing the ability to put money into your own retirement during that time. And then also from a professional standpoint, it's just not, it's not fair at all. So, you know, Mm. definitely as, as watching my wife go through that and kind of balance and trying to say, well, I I can't get away from medicine because, you know, I want to keep my license and also the, just the ability of, of being able to just bring in something, you know, is, is important to her, but you know, it's something that I, I can't, I can't get, but I support her fully in this, but tell me what, what was it like when you made that last payment? Like, did you do like the running man? Did you do the Roger rabbit? (laughs) It was, I think we actually went out to a very very nice dinner that day. (laughs) Y'all splurged then. We splurged. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Like you suffer for like a few years and like now it's like, if we want to do something like we, you know, like for our our anniversary, we went to this like incredibly expensive hotel that we would never have done. Never. If I, I feel like if we still were paying off loans. And so like, to me, it's, um, you know, being able to to do that is nice. So, so I think we went to a really nice dinner that night. I can't remember exactly what, but, but it was just like a great sense of freedom. We were super happy. It was like the best. Well, this is dope. So what's, yeah. uh, what, what are some uh, parting words you'd like to say to the people listening about, about your journey, about where you are in your career, even just maybe like the ability to do all these different things and juggle all these different things without the stress of knowing that, you know, you got this huge payment you got to make. Tell, tell us about all those I, different things. I would say remove the blindfold. Like if you are, if you are hiding from your loans, you just got to face them. I know a lot of people who are like, I'm going to deal with my loans later. And that is not necessarily the best strategy. Mm, And so I I would say, um, you know, it is intimidating in the beginning, but once you have figured out a plan, it becomes less intimidating. And and it's actually um, a nice ambition to like go towards something knowing that you will accomplish it. But for, for folks who are listening, who are like, I'm going to deal with my loans in five, 10, 15 years, <laughs> like me did, yep. <laughs> where, mm-hmm. or that, where that yeah. interest rate will catch you yeah. and you end up paying even more money. I did the same thing too. So I don't, I should be honest about no, that. No, you didn't. No, you no, didn't. I, you I got wasn't... a good fellowship. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, mean, I wasn't paying in residency. There are people who pay in residency. Were you and, ducking phone calls also in residency? Or? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember getting phone calls, but I definitely was like, every single letter that came in the mail was going in the trash. Every <laughs> single letter. I didn't even, it was like, I think I had Sally Mae and Navian and, and and they were like just in the trash. I didn't even open them. So yeah, like don't take out more than you need. Oh man. Please do some research. You know, there's a ton of amazing books out there and podcasts and free resources as well online blog form and like learn about all these things early. Like there's some things you could do now. Like you can do the Roth IRA, you can do the 403B now. Um, if you have kids, you can do the 529. Like there's all sorts of things that you can do. You don't have to do it all right now at one point. It took us years to sort of add these things in, but just being aware of a plan. And creating a plan, I think, is a, is the great is a great first step. Well, listen, Dr. Dara, thank you for getting real personal with us because I think this journey is, you know, from a number standpoint, that's that's all numbers, that's pure number crunching and stuff. But personal finance is personal, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's so I, personal, you know. And like, there are just different motivations, whether it's you know mathematical or if it's you know personal in nature that drive us to do certain things. And you know, your story really um, is inspirational. Um, and I definitely 
um, I jive with your story a lot because I, I a lot of things. That's why I said we start off like a soul soulmate. <laughs> like we we understand each other a little bit, you know. But um, this was super dope. Thank you so much for sharing this story with with the audience. No, this is awesome. Thanks for having me, and hopefully people, you know, learn something. Oh, they absolutely will. And they're not and intimidated. It's it's not it's not as intimidating as it sounds. I think that's that's the key thing is like hearing from you. It just sounds like you were just kind of able to look at it, know where all your loans are. Because that's what I tell other people, too, is like, look, the first thing you got to do is just know where your loans are. Right. Right. Because yes. you think your loans are with one company, but no, they may be on several sold. other companies, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yo, it's OK to make an, a payment. Like, it's OK to make a payment. Like, you just just stop the cycle of this interest just accruing. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, Dr. Dara, thank you so much for coming on the show. Maybe we'll bring you back because I we, we get we sometimes get questions about student loans. So if I get some more questions, I'll have you back on if you come on. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you for your time. 